We mentioned Adam Friedman as National Recruiting Analyst, Rankings Director, Rivals.com. He is standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Welcome to the show, Adam. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Uh, so where are the national rankings right now? And where does Michigan fall into it? And where does Michigan State rank when you look at the collective rankings in college football? Well, if you look at the Rivals.com team recruiting rankings, you'll find Michigan at number 12 overall, and you'll find Michigan State a little further down at number 51. But if you go over to the Rivals.com comprehensive team rankings, which includes the transfers, uh, Michigan is in the top 10, number nine overall, where Michigan State is number 44 overall. So you can see that both teams are are taking advantage of the transfer portal in very strategic ways, and obviously Michigan State is making more use of the portal than the Wolverines. Adam, how has the transfer portal changed high school football recruiting by D1 schools? Well, I mean, it's had a dramatic effect. I mean, when you combine that with the, the advent of the NIL rules and, or, or deregulation of NIL, it's had a tremendous effect on teams near the top of the football world, but also teams who are well-resourced and need to rebuild their program. Um, you know, you can quickly rebuild your program. You can get playmakers in right away, and you can fill holes right away. Um, you look at what Jonathan Jonathan Smith is doing at Michigan State. He's bringing a bunch of guys with him from Oregon State, Aiden Childs, Jack Belling. Um, you know, you've got uh, Jordan Turner coming from Wisconsin and a couple other guys that, uh, that they're targeting there. And Michigan, who just got one of the best players in the transfer portal uh, today, Jason Barham, a transfer out of Maryland, uh, one, I think the top linebacker in the Rivals.com transfer portal rankings. Uh, and so both teams are taking uh, taking advantage of the transfer portal where where they need to. But if you look at the national level, I mean, you see what Colorado is doing with the transfer portal. Uh, they they are bringing in elite players uh, year after year now, um, and and that's going to be the norm for some teams, uh, especially ones who you know haven't had much success over the years and are looking to make a splash. Syracuse is another good example. They've done a tremendous job so far with uh, guys coming over from Texas A&M. Um, you know, Fran Brown, the new head coach there, has a lot of connections uh, all along the East Coast, and his coaching staff has, uh, has connections all over the country. Uh, Elijah Robinson is the interim head coach at, uh, at Texas A&M and uh, was the defensive line coach, the co-defensive coordinator there, and um, you know, he's, he's done a great job recruiting elite players on that defensive line. And it's uh, carrying over to Syracuse. Adam Friedman, National Recruiting Analyst, Rankings Director for Rivals.com, joining us on the HUGE show across Michigan. So what's more important to a school now, or maybe even their fan base, the transfer rankings or the recruiting rankings? I think I think it should still be the recruiting rankings because that's how you build a foundation for long-term success. It's not going to be through the transfer portal that a team has long, long-term success. That's where you plug holes. You find the guys who maybe you missed on a player in the high school recruiting or junior college uh, recruiting, and you need to go to the transfer portal to plug that hole, find a replacement there. But it still needs to be a high school focus uh, for, these, for these recruiting departments because – 
that foundation is built there. You develop players for two years or so, one to two years, and you get them on the field and really see if they can perform. And if not, you know, you're looking to recruit over them or you're looking to the transfer portal to uh, find a, a quick fix. Adam Friedman, National Recruiting Analyst, Rankings Director, Rivals.com, at Rivals Friedman, F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N, joining us here on the Michigan Sports Network. Uh, the COVID year, now that it, that's falling off, how has that helped the numbers for potential high school recruits uh, to get D1, D2 offers? Yeah, you're going to see a, an increase in high school players. I think, um, you know, like we almost like we saw before the COVID year allowed, uh, you know, allowed players to have that extra year of eligibility. Um, you're going to see more high school players get offers. Um, but, you know, you, there's a lot there's a lot going on uh, that could change the college football landscape. You know, these lawsuits and that could affect how much eligibility players actually have at the college level. So um, while I do expect uh, a slight increase in high school players getting offers, I don't know if it's going to all come from the Power 5 level or the the Power 4 level, I guess we're going to have to start calling it now. But um, they might come from the Group of 5 level or or even lower than that. You're going to see, but you are going to see a total number of high school players getting scholarship offers going up. Yeah, between COVID, transfer portal, uh, you look at uh, the transfer, one-time transfer that you can do, and it's just a wild, wild west. Uh, in this transfer portal, is it all just uh, the highest bidder uh, when it comes to name, image, and likeness money? Uh, to watch a guy like Gabriel just leave you know, Oklahoma and you're, you're wondering why? That's a pretty big school. Is it free agency and a bidding war with other schools going against each other for these transfer portal guys? In some cases, it might be. I mean, you know, a lot of times these players find you know maybe two or three schools that they like and feel comfortable at, and you know may feel like they can have as much success at at, at any one of those two or three schools. And then it comes down to the NIL factor. Um, but you know, I wouldn't call it an all-out bidding war for every single player because not every player that's coming out of the portal is getting a big NIL deal or having competing NIL deals. Um, and you're not seeing every player on, on every roster get these, these huge NIL deals. There's a lot of information that, that's not reported correctly. Um, and you know, I, don't, I don't totally believe that it's the, the wild, wild west out there for, for every college football player when it comes to NIL and the transfer portal. There's, um, there's a misconception there that I think um, should be reined in over the next few years when when – everything kind of settles down with the NIL marketplace. Jonathan Friedman, recruiting analyst, rankings uh, director, yahoo.com, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. So to recap, uh, in the 2024 recruiting class, where does Michigan and Michigan State stand? And even looking ahead to 2025, do you have early rankings there? Oh, yeah, we've got early rankings there. Um, so in the 2024 rankings, uh, right now in the high school rankings, Michigan sits at number 12 uh, as we finish up National Signing Day. And then Michigan State a little further down the rankings at number 51. Uh, when you factor in the transfers, Michigan State sits at number 44 in the Rivals.com 
comprehensive team rankings where Michigan is sits at number nine right now. Um, but if you want to look ahead to 2025, each team has has a little bit going on there. I think Michigan, um, you know, they've they've uh, they've taken a, a little bit of a slower approach than some of the other schools, but they have three commitments already and have a, a, the number 12 ranking in the high school rankings for 2025. Carter Smith, a big-time quarterback out of Florida. Uh, Bobby uh, Kenka, a defensive end from Michigan. And then a big-time defensive back from Florida, Chris Ewald, who we are very, very high on. But Michigan State, you know, they've, they've you know, with the new coaching staff and everything, they haven't really gotten a start in the 2025 recruiting class just yet. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that, though, as the next few months unfold. There will be some big junior days where they host a lot of visitors come January, and I would imagine that uh, that they pick up momentum with a number of big-time recruits during that time. Jonathan, thank you for your time here on The Huge Show. I know signing days are busy. So what do we expect from uh, the one final thought here? What do we expect from that February signing day if you're Michigan, Michigan State in the bigger schools? Is that more reserved now for smaller schools? Not necessarily. There are some big-name recruits who are still uh, trying to iron out their final decisions. Uh, but Michigan and Michigan State may not necessarily be involved with them. I'm talking about the players from the high school level. We could see some players uh, in the transfer portal uh, figure out what they want to do between now and February and then sign during that time period. However, uh, there's still a lot to play out there. Uh, there will be that, that contact period again in early January where they're able to take visits and uh, there will surely be some decisions that play out during that time frame. Adam Friedman, who is a national recruiting analyst, rankings director for Rivals.com, joining us here on The Huge Show. Thank you for the conversation, my man. I know I may have, uh, in between Jonathan Smith and also uh, Andrew, which Superfly, my producer originally wrote, I may have said your name wrong once or twice. Uh, that's a, a indoctrination uh, into The Huge Show if we jack names. I appreciate everything. All right, Adam? No problem. No problem. I appreciate you guys having me. Happy signing day to all. Yeah, back at you, Adam.